Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Bunny Michael, and you're listening to Exo Higher Self Advice and Healing, the podcast where you ask me for advice and I help get you to the place within yourself where you already have the answer. The truth is we all have a deep wisdom inside of us that's not easy to access in a world of trauma, chaos, and bias conditioning. Connecting with your higher self is the process of peeling back those layers to recognize you've always been enough and you deserve so much more than you realize. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everybody. How are you? Welcome to another episode. How are you feeling? I hope that you're having a nice day so far, wherever you are, whether that's in your car, maybe you're on a walk, or maybe you're at the gym, or maybe you're just lying in bed, not doing anything, and just listening with your full attention. I'm just really, really glad that you're here. I am in my new office studio and it's raining outside. And as I've mentioned on this podcast before, I think it's my most favorite time to record is when it's raining outside, even though it kind of makes the recording maybe a little noisy. Sorry to Spencer, our, our engineer, if, if that's the case, but I just love the coziness, especially now that the weather is a little bit cooler and the fall's coming on. And I'm thinking about campfires and the leaves changing and spooky season and all right we're still in September so I don't need to get ahead of myself so for today's episode we are going to be talking about relationships and this listener who sent in the question is struggling with how their partner triggers the stuff that they are still healing from, from their childhood, from their parental figures, how they put their partner on a pedestal or see them as like this type of authority figure and gets resentful. So navigating how our partners trigger us, um, not even just in romantic relationships, but in all our relationships, how friends can trigger us. It's definitely not always easy to navigate. And sometimes the road to understanding each other, understanding how to have a different response is rocky. So I'm really glad that this listener sent in this question and we get to talk about it. All right, here we go. Hi, Bunny. Thanks so much for taking the time to read my request. I always leave your episodes feeling affirmed or with new thoughts to consider. 
In this, it's especially admirable to see how you bring what you preach to your interactions with your Instagram and podcast following. I get a glimpse of what your practices look like real time. Thank you for this. I have a girlfriend of four years where we practice radical love and have developed strong intimacy and healed so many childhood and generational wounds together. I believe we have a healthy relationship, but with this safety, ugly feelings and patterns are more readily brought to light. I'm struggling because I've realized I'm centering her in what feels like all of my thoughts, decisions, and actions. It sounds like me having something I'm excited about, but then not wanting to share it with her if I don't think she'll be excited about it too. I'm pretty afraid of their rejection. This is something that has developed over our years of being intimately involved together. My friends and therapists say it seems like I've attached some kind of authority or parental role to my girlfriend. This would make sense because growing up, I was very afraid of my single mom's rejection. If I made decisions that went against my mom, she shamed me and make me feel anxious. Because of this projection of authority onto my girlfriend, I've also had trouble accepting her advice because I receive it as overbearing. I don't believe I can go against her advice without judgment or the feeling of impending doom. I almost can't hear my own thoughts after I've heard hers. This is affecting our ability to be emotionally intimate with each other because sometimes I have to stop listening when I start receiving her thoughts and words as rejection of mine. Even in all her actions, my compulsions find some way to make those actions represent how my partner is better than me or that she thinks they're better than me. It's so out of my character to be taking all their actions so personally and offensively. I feel like I'm putting her on a pedestal and it's not healthy for me or her. It makes me think about the learned hierarchical beliefs you talk about so often. I haven't shared this with her because I'm afraid of affirming their fear that they are seen as authoritative and manipulative. I'm afraid that after a long time of telling them I haven't been attaching authority to them, by sharing this with her, I will be caught in a lie and that we will have to walk on eggshells with each other. I'm worried they will judge me for not having my own thoughts. This all feels especially difficult because she is someone who regularly pushes me to be my highest self. They have been a strong spiritual and healing guide for me and have held me through tough times. She regularly affirms to me how much she loves me, but this pedestal I've put them on is making us live in two different emotional realities in our relationship. Is this common? How do I detach my partner from projections of my parent? I love to hear your perspective and get your advice. Hello, love. In the last part of your email, you asked the question, is this common? The idea that we would be projecting our parental figures on our new romantic partners or on our romantic partners is so common. I don't think there is any therapist's office in the world where this hasn't been a main topic of discussion. We are so impressionable as children. We learn about relationships from the examples we grew up with. We learn about love from the examples we grew up with. And that is precisely why relationships can be so healing when we're older because we have the opportunity to understand why we behave and think the way we do. But before any of that healing is able to happen, first, there's a lot of 
projection. I made this post on Instagram once that said, loving reminder to be mindful of vicariously defending yourself against someone who hurt you in the past by projecting them onto the person you're in a relationship with now. And I made that post because I knew how relatable it would be to people. And it's something that I relate to. It's definitely something that I've done. In other words, babe, I want you to stop being so hard on yourself for having these thoughts and feelings. It's not your fault and you're not doing something wrong. One of the experiences that inspired me to start writing about my higher self is that after I started going to therapy many years ago, I began to see a lot of patterns in relationships and how they stem from my childhood. But instead of it making me feel better, it kind of just sent me into this shame spiral. Like I'm this traumatized, wounded person. I didn't realize how wounded I was and I'm never going to be able to be a healthy person or get my shed together or be happy. Connecting to my higher self helped me go further beyond the awareness of my wounds, beyond the awareness of my trauma or my past to understand that I'm actually not my wounds, that my trauma doesn't define me. To stop identifying with my conditioning and my LHBs and start identifying with the inner awareness of love that I was born with. The wholeness that is my inheritance. The part of me that has been covered up with the layers of beliefs that aren't true about myself. And I realized that it was my higher self that even got me into that therapy room to start addressing this stuff. It was my higher self that helped me survive the darkest times of my life. That actually I had always loved myself because I am love. And so are you. When we are triggered, it's not only our thoughts that go to that fearful place, it's also a response of our nervous system. Our bodies react like we're back in that childhood where we had no control over our environment and we couldn't advocate for ourselves. We go into fight or flight mode, get really angry, yell to defend ourselves, or sometimes we freeze and shut down. It's important to understand that it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you to have those responses. It doesn't mean you don't love your partner or that you want this to happen. It means that how the two of you are communicating is triggering you. It's hitting your tender spots, but that's okay. The reason why I called learned hierarchical beliefs, learned hierarchical beliefs was to emphasize when we forget our higher selves, we see ourselves and other people in terms of hierarchy. We're either better than or less than, smarter than or not smart enough, better looking or not better looking, etc. We judge ourselves and our reality through that lens. Our triggers and our trauma play a role in that often the hard stuff we've been through taught us to look down on ourselves, to put ourselves down, or to not feel worthy enough. Again, emphasizing that hierarchy. So when we're triggered, we go back to that way of seeing ourselves. And when you say you put your partner on a pedestal, I want to emphasize that you don't put her on a pedestal. Your triggering thoughts put her on a pedestal. But that is not actually who you are or how you really see her. When we get trapped in our LHBs, 
Not only can we not fully see ourselves, but we also stop seeing other people's higher selves as well. We project onto them. We make assumptions. They become like symbols of our fear rather than the people who love us. Putting someone on a pedestal might feel like you think so highly of them, but in actuality, you're losing sight of them. Just like you lost sight of yourself. You think they're up here when really they're right next to you holding your hand. And all those thoughts that you say, oh, if your partner knew that you were struggling this way, then they would judge you for it or they would be upset. That's just more of the same, the same fears, the same pedestal, the same hierarchy. That's not actually the truth. And it's, and it's true that maybe it might be difficult for them to realize that they trigger you. It's not always the best news, but I guarantee you, you trigger them. (laughs) I guarantee you. Because we always get triggered. I mean, I think we will be dealing with this stuff for a really long time. It's not like this stuff goes away permanently. We just learn how to manage it. We just learn how to not always buy into those thoughts, how to have different reactions. But it takes time. And the more grace you give yourself with the fact that you're still working on this, the more connected you will be to your higher self, the easier it will be to have more awareness. Actually, when we're more compassionate with ourselves, when we're more encouraging, when we're more loving, when we treat ourselves with kindness, especially when it comes to our wounds and our triggers, it actually helps us disidentify with them. When we shame ourselves, when we guilt ourselves, that just puts us back into their power. And so what I can tell is that you and your partner really love each other and you really want to be there for each other. And I know that your partner doesn't want to trigger you and will actually be very grateful to know that this is something that you're working on because it means that you really care about yourself and you really care about the relationship. Sometimes... As we're working on our triggers, we can do things like adjusting our communication in our relationships, adjusting certain behaviors to help us not be so susceptible to going down that road. For example, if asking for your partner's advice is making you feel disempowered, then it might be time for you to stop asking for their advice so much. And if she's offering her advice or direction unprompted by you, you can tell her that you appreciate her suggestion or wanting to help, but it's important for you to figure this out on your own. In relationships, it's really easy to slip into these roles, but roles really need to be shaken up. The truth is, you know about some stuff more than her, and she knows more about other stuff than you, and both of you are learning from each other because you're different. Both of you bring value to the relationship because you have different perspectives and experiences. What you love in each other is your higher selves because both of you are already whole enough and gifts to the world just for being you. And guess what? You're not supposed to agree all the time. You're not supposed to be on the same page about everything. 
You're not supposed to think that their way of doing something is the way that you should do that. I mean, that's what relationships are. We learn from each other because we're different. And it's good to embrace those differences. It's good to realize that you bring something different to the table or you have a new perspective. You know, I really related to your question because in some ways I have really had to work on similar things in my relationship. Sometimes it's really easy for me to slip into a role where I think, oh, because Kara knows how to, I don't know, drill a screw in that (laughs) I should just ask them to do it. Or maybe I would be too insecure to try it on my own in front of them, afraid that they're going to judge me for not doing it right or something like that. And when I started to see how much I was like depending on their approval, I also made that connection back to my childhood. I also made a very similar connection to my mom because I grew up in a home where my mom was dealing with a lot of depression and and sometimes I wouldn't know what would set her off. So often I would be in her crosshairs, doing something wrong, being judged by her. And not even realizing it. And so a lot of my triggers happen if if a lot of my triggers and my fears come when I'm afraid that I'm doing something wrong. It's like this constant fear, I'm doing it wrong, I'm doing it wrong. Or I'm going to be judged for the way I'm doing it. And always needing this kind of validation or acceptance from Kara that, you know, I'm, I am doing it right or... <sighs> Yeah, I could go on and on, but this isn't my therapy session. But I just wanted to say that this stuff is just part of our healing journey. And you're doing an amazing job. And your partner is very, very blessed to have somebody who is working on themselves. So don't be ashamed of your tender places. Don't be ashamed that you still have struggles. I guarantee you, your partner does too. And the more honest you are about it, the more willing you are to say, hey, I'm struggling with this right now. I know it isn't the truth, but these are the thoughts that pop in my head. Or when we're in this situation, I get triggered. So can we be more sensitive or mindful in this situation? Like this is how we build more intimacy and closeness. This is what love looks like. Remember, we're rewriting our story of what love is, of what a healthy relationship is. We're changing it from a place of fear, of not being accepted or judgment to a safe space where we can really be ourselves and be a safe space for each other. That's what love is. I'm wishing you and your partner all the best. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As I get older and I've been in my relationship for a long time, the more time I I am in the relationship, I realize how important it is for me to be self-sufficient, even in the relationship, to be proud of the ways in which I'm independent, to love the things about me that are separate from the relationship, to really embrace that. It makes your relationship so much healthier when you know who you are outside of it, when you know who you are outside of your partner's opinions of who you are, when you're your own person. And I think it takes time to realize that because at first you're working on, okay, how do we get along? But then you kind of go a little bit too far and you got to reel it back in and be like, wait, but how do I still have intimacy with myself within this relationship as well? How do I stay connected to my independence and be proud of the person I am? The pedestal isn't real. It's not real. The hierarchy is an illusion. All that really matters is that we all have value, that we all bring value to each other's lives, that we are all teachers and we're all students. And guess what? You are the authority of yourself. (laughs) Nobody is the authority of you. You can value somebody's opinion. You can really respect somebody, but you know better than anyone else what you need. So trust yourself. I love you all so much and so does your higher self and I will see you next week. Take care, bye.